0: Welcome in. Thanks for joining us. This is the Red Rock Sports Podcast alongside Connor Holskamp and Ryan Smith. I am Jared All on tap today. We got some good uh, Broncos draft talk. Talk a little bit about what we think they're going to do this week. Uh, draft coming up Thursday. Of course, we're recording here Tuesday night, the 27th. Uh, also going to talk a little Nuggets. They got a big win last night. Uh, keep keep coming up with new injuries, and that's causing some issues there. But first, I want to start with the Colorado Rockies. Connor, your Rockies. Looking good this week. Five out of seven before getting stomped on yeah, last stomped night against last the Giants. Night. Yeah, but
1: well, yeah Still five out of they, eight. You I'll probably, take five out of eight. You
0: probably figure they're winning the West now, right?
1: No. No, but you know what? I do think uh, that we are now not the worst team in the MLB. I, I believe that goes to the Detroit Tigers currently. For now. Um, for again. now. You know, at least you're not a Detroit fan. I mean, think about how rough it is to be a Detroit fan right now. You got the Pistons, arguably the worst NBA team. And
0: have been for a long time. Oh, yeah. The
1: the Tigers are... are it's bad. Let me just put it this way. It is bad when the best Detroit team is probably the Lions. The wow. Detroit Lions is probably where you're at. Anyways, that's neither here nor there. The Rockies have won five. Like, dude, I
0: seriously am depressed right now. Like, so we, yeah. hey, uh, everybody out there, appreciate what you got. I know the Broncos have been down a little bit over the last few years. The Rockies are the Rockies, but you got some good sports going here in Colorado. Appreciate it. But I mean, you say, also
2: appreciate these Rockies while they're winning. You say the Lions, unfortunately, the Broncos are our best team. Oh, get out of oh, town! Oh, what? What do you mean the Avalanche? They're the most followed team. Okay. Yeah, it's that doesn't follow. I, I, I guess. Okay, but we're yes. talking about best team. I like stand, the, I, I stand corrected. I stand corrected. I'm sorry. right
1: over here <laughs> saying the Broncos, the La La Land, over, and I'm just yeah, kidding. Yeah, I mean, but,
2: <laughs> but five out of eight, right? Five out
1: of eight's good. I'll take five out of eight. The bigger news, Jared, and I'm sure you were going to get to this, is Jeff Breidich has uh, fired, quote unquote, stepped down, right, uh, from the GM role. Yeah, of course. What do you do do
0: after winning five out of seven?
1: Obviously, you get rid of the GM. Of course. (laughs) You know, I would be curious to see how many GMs in the history of, of all professional sports. Have been fired or stepped down in the first couple weeks of a season.
0: You know, I I can remember it happening a few times with coaches um, in you know various sports, but it's it's usually one of those things. Didn't Patrick like, Waugh get out of here? Uh, yeah, I mean, he left like two weeks before the season. And uh, I'm, I'm trying to think. There's a couple right. of uh, guys in the NBA. Uh, I want to say there's a Lakers coach that got fired. Uh, uh, Brown, uh, Mike Brown. Didn't he get fired like two weeks into the season, something like that, when LeBron didn't want him there anymore? That's, that's kind of the way it works in the NBA. Well, but but this is, to me, honestly, I actually look at this move with uh, Jeff Brides leaving now as I, I think he... Saw where the the direction that Dick Momfort continues to run this organization. I, I know Jeff Bridich had his <laughs> issues with Nolan Arenado, <laughs> but I think he saw the fact that like this is going to absolutely ruin and wreck the rest of his career if he doesn't get out oh, from under this. Oh, he's already done
1: that himself. Uh,
0: but but he's all. Oh, this is his first <laughs> his first go as a GM, and and I think he wanted to get away from this organization. I actually think this is more Jeff Bridich uh, wanting see, to See, I think he got Dick fired. Ma- Dick Momfort holds on to guys.
1: I, I think he got fired you think so i think so and and i've been listening to nick groke from the athletic uh, as well as uh, mike singer denver post uh you know they all seem to have a, a good authority and they're typically pretty right about these things that the writing was on the wall that hey look you can play out this season as the gm or you can step down you know but we're making moves we're going to make changes at the end of the year um one thing that, uh, you know, I got to give credit to Nick Groke of The Athletic for this really interesting piece of information and good reporting by him. Um, he ha- reported that Dick Monford was, quote unquote, shocked at the outrage from the Nolan Arenado trade. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, how? I know, I know. Um, it, that does seem mind-boggling, right? Do you but,
0: believe that though, for a second? I, or is Dick Monfort putting do, that out there?
1: No, I, I do believe it because Nick Grok. Uh, I, I trust his reporting. I'm, very not, much. I'm not. I'm
0: not saying that that's um, not the information that's out there, but Dick Monfort no, wants everybody to no, believe I, that he truly. No, thinks I don't. It, I don't right? think so
1: because so the rest of this reporting it, it's really unfavorable on Dick. I, I do not think this is something that's put out by Dick Monfort. He, uh, so basically, Nick was saying, you know, uh, was saying, hey. If you look at the Rockies' history of of trades, we, you know trading uh, Tulowitzki and even getting rid of DJ LeMayhew and and these yep. different moves. When we get rid of uh, when the Rockies get rid of a player, what typically happens? And he's been right to his to his credit. He's been right. What typically happens is, yeah, there's a little outrage. People are kind of upset, but then you know what? It kind of just disappears. They sweep it under the rug, and 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 life just moves on. So I think he was a little bit surprised that. I mean, the Nolan Arenado trade was just so atrocious, absolutely atrocious, that I think it, it, it's still here and everyone's still talking about it. It's still the story. And I think it caught him a little bit off guard. Um, I don't know if you go, I mean, if you, uh, all you listeners out there, I am sure you've seen it. Go on to any Rocky social media page. Basically every third comment is fire Jeff Braddich or some
2: other expletive, and around not Jeff just Braditch, Rockies too, but Dick even Monfort.
0: national national conversations where Rockies get brought up. It's a joke at this point.
2: Well, and honestly, I I don't think it's Braddich himself.
0: Well, I, that was I one th- think the problem is Momfer. That's what I wanted to ask I'm you, sorry. Connor. Is how much of that trade was. Bridich's move and how much of that m- trade w- oh, was. It was, Mom- b- it was it was b- b- You think that you, was, a, do, was I mean, Breidich. so was Bridich just sabotaging on his way out? Is that what's going on here? No,
2: Monfort is making a concerted effort to make Bridich do what he wants.
0: I've always felt that way with with the way Dick Monfort runs this organization. Uh, even when you had Dan O'Dowd here, I mean, you, you don't see the 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 change in philosophy so much it's, it's always been run the same way they don't spend the money on the players they don't do a lot of the things that i think you know we'll, we'll get in in conversations in future weeks about what exactly the, what direction we think the rockies should go in, in making a gm higher unless connor you have somebody off the top of your head that you're thinking we'll, we'll, we'll kind of have some discussions on that in the future but it's always been the same philosophy for the Rockies. And so I, 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 are they going to bring in a guy from the outside? That's going to change the way Dick Mumford has run this organization over the years. That's why I think Jeff Breidich failed to do. He didn't make that change from what was happening before he was here. Well,
1: so we're talking about a couple of things here. I do not to answer your question. Jared have somebody off the top of my head. Um, I mean, hey, let's let's get let's sell the team and have Jeff Bezos come in here and buy it. That would be great. <laughs>
0: um, uh, uh, I mean, sure, I guess. Hey, but... I just
1: like rich owners that want to throw money at things. If yeah. you yeah, own the Rockies, that. would you sell them? No, I was Is a rich owner right. gonna exactly. see and, and Dick is, Monfort's such a fan is of the Jeff
0: Rockies. Jeff Bezos gonna do anything different than Dick Monfort? he's gonna see the dollar signs on this team. He's gonna run it the same way. Yeah, you know uh, I want a passionate baseball guy. So to come I think in there's a, cu-
1: a a couple things. I think one, um, judging off of interviews from Dick Monfort in the past and, and, and also Jeff Breidich and all the great reporting that's done around the Rockies, I do believe that um, Breidich, uh was was the one primarily pulling strings on on building this baseball team, building this roster. Um, I think obviously Montford Montford wants to be he's kind of you know who Montford reminds me of in in one regard. Now Grant, I'm not saying they're the same owner. But in a certain aspect that he's a fan of the team, he always wants his hand in the cookie jar. He always wants to figure out what's you know, have a little hand in making the roster, is Jerry Jones of the Cowboys. He reminds me a little bit of Jerry Jones. I think that's a good comparison. Where he's not a really a great mind for the sport. He just he's a he's a business guy. He he is he his gut. He's, he's a he huge gets, fan. You know, he, he's a
0: guy that trusts trusts acts with gut. his
1: gut. Um, so you know, I think I think, though, that Breidich has a lot more to do with this roster construction than maybe you're giving him credit for. I will say, I will tell you this much. If the Rockies got rid of Jeff Breidich months ago, it is very possible that Nolan Arenado is yeah. still in a Rockies uniform.
0: Yeah, this is, to me, the worst possible timing. I, I don't see the it's benefit curious. of making curious. this move now. That's what made me instinctively, Connor, say... I thought Jeff Bridish was walking away. He saw the, the blood on his hands, and he, he wanted to rid himself of it. That's kind of how I saw the scenario because this makes no sense if you're going to get rid of Jeff Breidich. Do it before <laughs> he trades away your best player, possibly the best player to ever put on a Rockies jersey. Why let him make that move? It, it, it just it well, doesn't make they, sense They were, they were strapped me.
2: for cash. Well, I, I, I don't think it was Bridish's decision.
0: That's that's what I wonder. It,
2: it, it was coming down from the top.
1: See, Bri- Breidich, regardless of... I, I guess some of this is going to be speculation, right? Um, you know, it's, it's who you want to believe, right? On on how much did Breidich play a role? How much did Montford play a role? I will tell you this much. Jeff Breidich is the party responsible for that relationship deteriorating and going south. Absolutely mm-hmm. agree. Um, yep. So regardless on, on, you know, was he told... I, you know... I view it more instead of being ordered or or told like you need to get rid of Nolan, I think it was more uh, getting the green light to get rid of Nolan. I think I think Breidich had botched the relationship so poorly, um, and you know things just spiraled very south with that relationship, and to where I think at the end of the day, he's going to Dick and saying, "Hey, can we get rid of of Nolan?" And you know he gives him the green light, and there you go. I also think. These other you know all the other teams in the MLB they saw the writing on the wall right yeah. and so they knew they could hardball they could lowball the the Rockies with a bunch of offers because they knew that Nolan was uh you know th- threatening and and saying he needs to get out of this organization What did the Rockies give up to
2: get rid of their best player and franchise Yeah and yeah you know, hey, where are we at I uh, yes that, yeah, I'm
1: glad you asked so hey yeah uh, hey, 6 dollars Dick's here we, dollars, we go um for those right, counting yeah, let, at home. Let me home. just pull it up here. We uh Here we go. Got So the Cardinals carry are the s- 2
0: and <laughs> yeah, uh, I know, make right? sure the math hey, adds make sure up there. all the zeros are here.
1: <laughs> um, <clears throat> so uh you know this this addition of Dick's dollars where we track the amount of money the Colorado Rockies have currently given to the St. Louis Cardinals to employ their franchise player, uh, Nolan Arenado. That would be the Cardinals are 11 and 11. Uh, so 22 games. The Rockies have paid for four million seven hundred fifty-three thousand eighty-six dollars and forty-two cents.
0: Not a bad little uh, April taken there, huh, folks?
2: Yeah. yeah not so, not know. so bad. So we have, uh, we have Dick's dollars now. now? Um, are we going to do uh, Trevor's tokens next year?
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh God! Um, you know. Well, I, so here's something that's interesting. You bring up Trevor, right? Um, Trevor's story is going is, is in a contract here. Uh, he needs to, he's either, he's going to be a free agent next year. Um, what's really interesting about this timing, and, and I, I, I'm curious how this plays into all this, is uh, him and, and John Gray, for that matter, I believe, is also a, a free agent. So, two of the, uh, you know, arguably the faces of, of the Rockies, if you want to call I mean, Trevor Story is certainly the, the John face. Gray of, but, the, but was, John Gray was the
0: brought up as the
1: ace. I mean, yeah, this, he's been, been here rotation. for a long time. That didn't the, work out you know, that way, but he's been, he, well, he's been pitching really well, too, but so, so you could definitely, either way you slice it, those two players are top priorities for the Rockies to try and sign, and what's interesting is the guy that's either gonna sign them or not sign them will be an interim, you know, kind of lame duck GM that's oh, not even gonna be here next year.
0: That's Won't insane. Be here. And in they, they kinda promote it from within. Do you have the name in front of you, Connor, of of, of I who think it his is? name
2: is um his last name is Easel.
0: Yeah, I but, have no,
2: well that would be the
1: uh that's who I believe got um here, let me look at that, that, that was the, That's the, who's the now the president. She
2: Oh, okay. Right, So, so they, haven't named okay, they, they I have the a sa-
0: name. Okay, so I had heard the same thing. That was the
2: name I heard then. They, did, they didn't name a GM yet? Uh, they have not, uh, to my
1: knowledge, as of 5 o'clock today on the 27th. No, I do not believe the Rockies have named an interim GM, although that but, will be uh, coming.
0: Greg but, Fiesel is the – Yeah, Fiesel. that's him. And, and so, so
1: he's going to be the – he's kind of like the uh, – if if you think of it in terms of like how the Broncos are, he's sort of the the John Baseball Elway Baseball right? He's a, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so he'll he'll
0: along with Montfort be looking for the new GM.
1: Yeah, and you know my understanding of it is that that was kind of actually his role that he's been in. Anyways, they just kind of just formalized gave him the title they, they, I, they I they think I think Jeff
0: Breidich had that title as well, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yeah. It, it, so they, they formalized that. You know, it, it does add a layer uh, between the owner and the next GM. Um, you know, presumably he will be the one that actually names the the new GM, and so you know. But but again, this is uh, M-
2: Montford's right hand man. Uh, well, and then, to be the, honest with you, so so this is, is, is what r- drives me crazy is the is is the fact that they hired a right hand man. Monford's the problem. Jeff Bridich was, was a right hand man at one point. It was never bright <laughs>
1: Now, nah, see, that's where you and I disagree. Um, I, okay. I think I think they're both a problem. Uh, th- I, I think they're certainly both well, a if problem. if You're going
2: to bring up that both of them are a problem. Yes, we would agree. Well, yes, but, but absolutely.
1: <laughs> okay, but if you if you if you believe the words that Monford is, is saying, right. Um, the reports are that he wants to hand over responsibilities to a new GM, kind of in a similar way that John Elway said, Elwayed, "Hey, I'm going to yeah. I'm going to back mm-hmm. down." So yeah. it remains to be seen if that actually happens. If it doesn't, I think this is a good thing for the organization. To get rid of Jeff Bridich, who has been an absolute—you can't failure. deny
0: that. I think we can all agree with that. This is good for the organization that Jeff Bridich is no longer here. Yeah. I wish him well. I hope his career turns around for him. But yeah, we, we, we a don't advoc- story. We, we
1: don't want people to fail. What was he in life, seven but- years in and it <laughs> just wasn't working? Lose their jobs? No, yeah.
2: we we don't want to advocate for that. No, but but at the well,
1: same time, Jeff Bridich is I, uh, I, good. I, you know, don't let the the door hit you on the way out.
2: Again, what I'm saying <laughs> is the root of the plot problem is not Jeff Bridich.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, we're going to... So it remains to be seen. Um, will Dick Monford put you know, his money where his mouth is, so to speak? Is he going to learn from the past mistakes and expand the search outward? Uh, a lot of the, the the thought and feeling within the, the sports community and the reporters that cover the Rockies is that, yes, they are going to do that. Um, so we'll see, right? I mean, I guess we will see. If, yeah, if just, he can do that, if he can B-O-F-C. take a step back... That's what I want. <laughs> Theo Epstein good there luck. you go good luck that don't set your bar
0: too high Ryan um. <laughs> well that'll certainly be something we'll be tracking uh, over the coming weeks and this may be something that takes them a little while this is a weird time to be in a GM search it's not a, a time of year that teams are usually searching for a GM as you're starting out your season so we'll monitor the situation as it goes anything that we hear of what's going on conversations within the organization or outside of it we'll bring it to you guys here
1: yeah. And uh, you know, we'll keep an eye to as, as the season goes on with, with Trevor Story, John Gray. Um, it will be interesting to see... It, it is an interesting realization that the man who is going to be attempting to get these massive contracts done is going to be somebody who will not be here next year, presumably. It will be an interim position, uh, an interim GM, meaning he will not be here uh, for the following season. So... Uh, it'll be interesting to see how that affects uh, what what effect it has on getting that contract done. And I think you know I can obviously speak for uh, all of us and all of Rock, you know Rocky's Nation out there really that we we just got hurt from from Nolan Arenado. Yeah. We'd like to see Trevor Story stick around in in the purple pinstripes.
2: I mm-hmm. actually I actually have a question for you, Connor, uh, and you probably know more than I do. But um, where is um, Freeland and Herman Marquez? As far as their contracts goes, yeah, I have to
0: think they're they're still a couple years out. They're they're younger guys.
1: Are they? Uh yeah, I, I would have to look I, it up I, off the top of my head. I yeah, mean, I don't. I, I don't I, have that in front of I mean, me. You,
2: I mean, you, you can certainly
1: look it up. Um,
2: you you bring up John Gray. I,
1: I, I was I was just curious. Uh, I mean, I think Herman well, might have one more year. I think I I think next year might be his last year uh, before arbitration. But we talked about last week.
2: And baseball contracts are weird, man. They're, 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 hockey they are.
0: contracts are too, for that matter. Yeah. Well, well
2: we t- we talked about last week about uh, Freeland, Marquez, um, John Gray. And I was just I was just wondering about their 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 contracts as far as how long they're going to be with the team.
0: Well, I know John Gray's been up in the majors longer than the other two. That's what makes me think that that uh, Freeland and Marquez both have probably a couple more years. Well,
1: why don't you look it up, Ryan, just real quick. It'll yeah, take, and, take and, a couple and, of seconds. And,
2: and again, um, man with the computer over there.
1: <laughs>
0: well, Connor, you bring up the the fact that these, uh, uh, an interim GM, presumably somebody without a ton of intricate knowledge of the situation is going to be making huge decisions for the future of this Rockies organization. And I can't help myself, but to think that if teams weren't salivating when, you know, Nolan Arenado was on the table and the trade that they ended up taking away there, they have to just be licking their chops thinking that that they're going to be able to, to, you know, run away with a great trade for one of these guys before the deadline.
1: Yeah. You know, it's definitely possible. Um, (laughs) It's definitely possible. And, uh, you know, once again, if if the Rockies did decide to trade Trevor Story, it's going to be another situation where you're not really getting as much back in return as as you would want. because, And and this would be for a different reason. This would be he has no years left on his contract. The team that gets him would either have to have verbal confirmation that he is going to re-sign with them. Otherwise, you're just paying for a rental. And rentals do not get huge hauls, uh, typically speaking. I mean, we we might get a couple prospects, but... Prepare yeah, to be disappointed. Especially with <laughs> the contracts that again. have
0: been getting dished out to shortstops over the last year. Uh, Fernando Tatis got a $330 million <laughs> contract. Did. There's been a, a couple other Francisco huge ones. Francisco Lindor. Francisco Lindor. I, I forget who was. Who was the one that ended up with the top one? It was something crazy.
2: Wasn't it Lindor?
0: Was it Lindor? Let me look that up real quick. That yeah, one. Was, Lindor, yeah. The only other
2: one that I could think of is uh, Manny Machado. Yeah, Lindor was, was the one one that ended up... So, uh, yeah,
0: Lindor's 10-year, $341 or, yeah, million. Yeah,
2: that's unreal. So, Kyle Freeland signed a one-year, five-and-a-quarter-million-dollar contract with Colorado Rockies, and he's not even playing. Well, he's he's injured, yeah. Well, no, I know he's injured, He's, he's but he's not playing.
1: <laughs> you know, uh, I, the Rockies... <laughs> Oh man! Hey, by the way, did you uh, you guys see that Grand Slam Trevor story hit the other day? We put it on our Twitter at Red Rock Sports One.
0: Uh, did you see that, Jared? I did. Certainly, I actually watched it th- via Twitter as I came across uh, our, our page there. And uh, oh yeah, woo! the, the I, I have to agree with you that I, I think the bat flip was even better than the Grand Slam.
1: Oh part. yeah, it's uh, I'm a, I'm I want to get the, the bat I want to get the stat cast exit velocity on the bat flip. That, you know, I you know, I'm sure, I'm sure somewhere out there, Connor, read. you can um, find that. You know, so Trevor Story had an interview after that game. Uh, you know, that was great to see Trevor Story show some emotion. By the way, uh, did you see how full the crowd appeared uh, in that game? Uh, I, I know they're only allowing twenty some thousand fans in. It looked. Really full. I gotta just say that much. But are
0: you, are you are you saying people aren't standing in their seats? Maybe they're crowding uh, down. In those they lower might rows? be crowding down <laughs> to those lower
1: levels. Um. I, anyways, it, it was great. It was great to see Trevor Story have a whole bunch of emotion. Um. You know, this season's been tough on him and the and the rest of the Rockies. Uh, you know, he. I don't know how many at bats it was, but he obviously started off pretty slow, not getting a home run for for quite a while. So just to see him kind of release that raw emotion, it it makes you feel good for Rockies fans. He actually had an interview with the MLB network afterwards um, where, you know, hey, take this with a grain of salt. But, you know, he used the words, he's all in. On the Rockies, he's all in on this they're, team. They're all all in um, until the you know, money's not he, right. Yeah, right. I mean, he says he says that he's really close, like like brothers, with a lot of the guys on this team. They came up together, um, so you know he's. It's a really tight knit locker room, and, but you know. And for the record, I I think.
0: Arenado was all in until the Rockies were not on the same page with him, and we're not all in with him. I think he you don't sign that big contract like that if you don't want to be here. It was Jeff Yeah, but I'm just saying, if you don't want to be a part of this when you sign that, at least at that time, he wanted to be here, and I think he again, saw what this organization has continued to do time and time again and let down the team and the fans as far as putting out a a good product on the field and finally decided, I'm done with this. I want to part ways with it. I want to be gone. But I digress. You I'm know, that's an interesting thing. Uh, so, so, so there's part of me that, well, okay,
1: with given the actual haul the Rockies got back for Nolan Arenado, Aka nothing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> would they not have been better off? Isn't there at least a good argument to be made that they'd be better off just calling Arenado's bluff and and
0: and playing chicken with him all the way until yeah. the end? And hey, if you lose, they him had for him nothing, under contract. I I always say the trade deadline is a better time to trade guys, anyways, because people panic. They
2: need to make a well, move, and it's to not just the, the, the trade deadline.
1: So so Nolan had. Uh, for our listeners out there and for you guys, I mean, I, I'm sure you know this as well, but Nolan obviously had a a player option built in so he could have opted out after this season, the 2020, 2020, uh, this season right here. So, um, you know what's interesting about that? Nolan Arenado's camp did not demand to have that player option. That was actually a niche in the contract
0: that was insisted upon... By by the Rockies organization. Yeah, that's exactly what I mean with the things that they do time and time they again to themselves. So,
1: but um, there's actually a really uh, interesting point to be made that would Nolan Arenado have actually declined? And it taken was a that lot of money. because that's a lot of money. And I'll tell you one thing: he was not, especially after COVID and teams are you know teams were trying to stop the bleeding in terms of money. Uh, I will tell you there is a lot of doubt amongst MLB circles that Nolan would have gotten anything near that kind of money if he opted out and went to the free agency uh, market.
0: And, and obviously that is a tough one to say because I I see all these guys, you know, in in, infielders getting ridiculous contracts right now. So I I would argue that like, if I was an athlete at, at the, the the prime of my career at the top of the game, I'm going to always bet on myself. I, I think that it, Unless I mean obviously there's injuries, things like that, but the contracts just keep going up, whatever sport it is, you just keep getting more and more money. Bet on yourself, get short contracts and, right. and hope that you get it. Now, again, that that, that works for the top but, two or three percent in the league, not not everybody by else. By the, the way, you see
1: what no one's doing this year?
0: Uh, yeah, like very pedestrian 250, I think. Something yeah, like so that. Yes, I got
1: it right here. Uh, See? I did pull up right... Rufford
0: knows what he's doing. <laughs> Brightest knows what he's no. doing. Oh, hey,
1: hey, get out of <laughs> here. Uh, so, you know, I, I, Nolan, of course, is going to bring amazing gold-level defense every single... Or right. gold-glove gold defense every single day. Uh, and he's going to figure it out. I mean, one thing we know about Nolan from watching him all these years is he is notoriously sometimes a bit of a, a, a slow starter. Uh, you know, Nolan Arenado will sometimes take a month or two to really get going. He'll kind of hover around that 250 to 270 mark. And then he kind of starts get, at some point he will get on a hot streak and he will raise that up to that 280-290. You know, he's he's a he's not a career, you know, one thing about Nolan, he's not like a 320 hitter, right? He is not elite average hitter. He he's like a career in 290 hitter. Um so Regardless, here, no there. So I'm gonna pull up uh, Nolan's stats, and then I'm gonna pull up uh, Ryan McMahon's stats for you, right? Just to see, because hey, maybe Jeff riders knew something we all didn't, right? So, 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 so
2: before you get to that, Connor, I, I just wanted to uh, give you an answer for the exit velocity for um, Trevor Story, uh, 2021. He's averaging 100. Almost 108 miles an hour. Well, but I wanted to see what the exit velocity was for the bat, bat that he flipped. flipped. Oh, that's
1: what I was hoping to find. You tell me if you find that, Ryan, no, and we'll, we'll no, be no, in business. Yeah, I, Ryan will be here all night. Looking I, can't, for that I, I can't find that for you. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. So, so Nolan Arenado this year is hitting 244 with 10 runs, four home runs, and 12 RBIs. Right, 244, 10, 4, 12. Okay, scrub. Let's go to Ryan McMahon. 274, 15, 7, and 13 with a stolen base to boot. So hey, maybe maybe we can put on our tinfoil caps and get on the Jeff Bridges conspiracy train, alright? Okay. You... you <laughs> Kidding. fire him back you had to go bring, there bring bright back in no, bring him back bring you know, him I'm back we want Brian. well hey we'll, we'll see where this goes We'll, we'll keep tracking this story it's obviously interesting timing um you know organization that clearly has no it's like a chicken with their head cut off you ever seen that south park jared where uh yeah the margaritaville the mixer where, where they make fun of the housing bubble, uh, yes, crashing of course and, of and, course. You know, and he stands going around everywhere. Hey, I, I want to return this margarita mixer. And you know, he keeps getting referred and referred and he finally gets to the core of it all. And it, you know, it's on, on the Capitol building in Washington and they're just like, uh, yeah, let me see if we can do that for you. I need to go back into, I don't know, our secret room. He goes back in the back, cuts off a chicken's head. It runs around until it lands arbitrarily on a target. And, and it bail out. That's what we do. That's kind of what it seems like the Rockies organization yeah, is to me I sometimes. I actually
0: think that that might even be a better approach. Just like a <laughs> dumb luck yeah. approach might actually work That's out. That's such better. a good pull.
1: So, so, you know, we'll... Uh We'll, well, we'll keep tracking this this dumpster fire for your listening pleasure. Uh, let's get some better. Yeah, better say, let's topic. move on to like, a
0: team that is a little bit more, more well run and operated. Has made some good decisions over the last few years. The Denver Nuggets, coming off of a big win last night, led by their uh, their, their new kind of point scorer leader, Michael Porter Jr. Thirty one points on the night, seven rebounds. Big night for him.
1: Oh yeah, MPJ has been uh real big. He's he's really picking up some of the slack in terms of the shooting.
0: He's not afraid to shoot. That is for he is sure.
1: not afraid to shoot. Have you, I mean, uh, okay, maybe this is a little hyperbolic here, but I am not sure if I have ever seen a pure jump shot that looks as sweet as Michael Porter Jr.'s jumper.
0: Ray Allen is a name that comes to mind for me. A, he had such a, a beautiful nice shot. And there's definitely other guys out there, but you, you're right. Michael Porter Jr. is a, along the best of them. Now, one thing I will say for, for MPJ is he really has to be set properly. Otherwise, you notice it a lot of those off balance when he. That's something I think in the, an area of his game that he can improve on. When he's set, when he's facing the basket, it's every shot. It's you don't even have to watch. It's in every time. And, and you know
1: something. Um, uh, and, and and actually, so. I have a stat for the week for you, Jared. Okay. It actually involves this'll be MP3. Yeah, this
0: will be a new segment, guys. We're going to bring um, each week. Connor, is, as I mentioned last week in our opening, Connor has stats for days. He, he brings things up that I'm like, I didn't even know that stat existed. <laughs> and, and and so he's always enlightening, Ryan and I, and I thought we should bring that to the show. And we wanted to hear some of Connor's stats. So each week, he's going to bring his stat of the week. So what do you got for us today, Connor?
1: Well, my, uh, my stat of the week... Uh, for this one involves Michael Porter Jr., so it was an excellent, um, you know, opportunity to get this in. Uh, Jared and Ryan, are you guys aware of what true shooting percentage is?
0: Uh, you know, vaguely. Let's let up our, us and the audience yeah, know. Just, Bring just us so we all our, understand uh, what we're
2: true talking. True shooting percentage. True shoot. It's an it's an analytic for basketball. Uh, I'm just going to give you a guess and say that <laughs> it is how many attempts that are actually made. That would be you normal. You, that, that would be field goal percentage. percentage. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: so field goal percentage, right? Field goal percentage Maybe is, I put is, that is the your wrong field way. goals, right? So true shooting percentage takes it, it incorporates all of your shooting. Uh, you know, layups and and free throws and uh, it includes free throws because So when you, when you say
0: it factors that in, it's
2: it's, it's accounting all, it's for your actual shooting. shooting. It's your actual shooting percentage. I'm sorry. I'm going to I'm, I'm going to butt in, but if my guess was wrong it, it, it's not that you were wrong it's just that that guess
1: could also apply to field goal percentage or three it point was, percentage. Uh, we, oh, we, needed, we
0: needed to clarify on that answer anyway uh, so okay, okay. no here, no, no correct answer for I'll you sir. Digress. <laughs> i'll
1: digress i'll digress <laughs> so so every year uh, if you look at the true shooting percentage leaders right they're very often um you know, big guys—guys guys that are around the rim a lot—they're getting dunks a lot. Of course, I mean, getting just easy like, buckets, right? But but you also get um, it, it helps because you get some of these shooters who are really good at three point or at uh, free throws, right? Which, which helps bring up their true sh- shooting percentage. So, anyways, it, it's a metric that just says how many shots are you getting in, right? Um, MPJ's true shooting percentage of sixty six percent, just north of sixty six percent, is something special, <laughs> and. Uh, uh, so, if you go and, and you look back at basketball reference and and you go look in the, in the history of the NBA, right, for any given uh, for a season bests, right, and you go uh, sort or filter by people with over 65% uh, true shooting percentage, um, there aren't very many three shooters, right? In fact, there's only six people who in the NBA history have finished with a 65% true shooting percentage or above that have averaged more than two three-pointers a game. That is how rare that is. Um, MPJ is averaging six three-pointers per game, um, which would be the the second most three-point attempts per game for somebody north of 65% true shooting percentage, second only to Steph Curry and his MVP... Campaign. Well,
0: that's a pretty good company to be a part of. It is. And honestly, I really think that, you know, obviously Steph Curry is kind of in a world of his own within the NBA. I think he he kind of really brought back a different era into the NBA again as, as he became dominant. But Michael Porter Jr. has the ability to be – on that level of elite shooters, with that pure shot that he's got, and with his size, with that length, yeah, that his length ability is. to get up and rise over guys, I think that's huge. And and that's it's it's even more impressive, like you said, the fact that he is primarily an outside shooter. You know, he is well, and more often than not he shoots seventy seven
1: percent free throws. Um so you know you look at a guy like Steph Curry who's shooting 91% free throws that's helping his true shooting percentage bring up a lot so so for Porter Jr to have that level of true shooting percentage shooting 77% on free throws honestly puts him in some pretty rare company he is a fantastic shooter to hear Faku Last night, I don't know if you guys heard this, but F- Faku after the Memphis game last night, uh, and you know we like Faku Composo over here. Um, but
2: I just feel like I need to edit you, know. you every time you say Faku. Uh,
1: <laughs> I was like, oh, no, oh we're
2: good. Sorry, we're should okay. I use his full name, Facundo? <laughs> Facundo
1: Composo. That uh, gotta sound worse. worse. <laughs> uh, you know, in his words, he actually goes. Last night, he goes uh when talking about MPJ. He is he's uh, terrible, t- terrible. And he looks to the Nuggets PR guy. Goes terrible. Is that good? Is that good? And the guy goes, uh, no. You know, and he goes, <laughs> he goes, oh, oh, the opposite. He's great. He's a great shooter. He's he's trying to um, say he
0: he a bad dude. Uh, I think that's. What he's I, I think to so say. too. He's trying to get at that. You know, he's obviously you know. So,
2: so uh, uh, just real quick, I want to ask you guys. um Jokic is MVP. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so? I'm going
0: to die on that sword. And especially, I think, the way he's been playing. I he had a double-double last night before halftime. I mean, he's he's just he's dominating the game in, in a way that, in my mind, I think – the uh, the other guys being talked about, I think particularly Joel Embiid is the one that bothers me. Yeah. That he me continues too. to get brought up in this conversation. He sits out like a third of their games well, to, to
2: stay rested, and, and that, that, it's just a joke. That's what I was going to bring up. Is um they they usually use this this, this term uh, during you know NFL seasons is the best ability is reliability and. Jokic has been there all year. He has, yeah, I, you know what, I, though? I'm not, I'm not sure I, if he sat out a game. No, he hasn't. And that's, a, and that's a
1: great point. But but considering we are in Denver, where we're sitting here from with our bias on Jokic, I want to just say it bugs me when the only people who, who do talk about Nikola Jokic being the MVP seemingly in the national media – they always put a caveat by it. Like, well, he's the only one left that hasn't been injured. Blah, blah, blah. And that's why I bring so, up accountability. And and because really, that's what they just, do. Just but just for but re- that's what bugs me. I mean, so when you no, say it it that, right, too. as a Nuggets fan, it bugs I mean, me too. Well, let me let me put it this way, okay? Joel Embiid, who who I think personally, I think Joel Embiid is the only other player who's having the type of season you could put in the same conversation with Jokic, but he's been injured, right? Everybody so else is not does not have the numbers. They're
0: not doing the things that that Jokic and, and Embiid are doing. Nikola Jokic has fifty three double doubles this year. That's incredible. Joel Embiid has played in forty two games. That's correct. So, so you're more likely to get a Jokic double double than you are for well, Joel Embiid to be on the court.
1: And, and the one thing I, one thing I hear all the time is, you know, well Jokic averages more assists per game than Embiid, and that's it. So And and something that I don't think people understand, right? So, uh, no. (laughs) Jokic actually averages more three-pointers, shots per game, has a better assist-to-turnover ratio, has a better field goal percentage, three-point percentage, free throw percentage, effective field goal percentage, true shooting percentage, offensive rating, Player efficiency
0: rating, win shares for forty eight. Um, is that the market? Is that the market that he's in? Is that why Joel Embiid is getting so much conversation versus Jokic, or is it is it more his style market. of play?
1: I think I think there's some uh, some of both there. Um, I think Nikola Jokic doesn't match. The typical profile, and I think it drives people crazy. And Joel Embiid is is Shaq in in today's basketball. I mean, he's that type of. He's player. A much better shooter than Shaq, but yes, I get your point. Um, Joel Embiid is is an explosive athlete, right? There's no doubt about it. He 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 takes over games differently. He takes over games with his physical prowess, like you're alluding to, Jared. Um, whereas Nikola Jokic is much more finesse. Um, and you know what it. <laughs> It doesn't help Nikola Jokic that he seems to have some of his worst games on the few nationally televised games the Nuggets have actually had this year. Um, But, you know, regardless, yes, to answer your question, I do think he's the MVP and I think it's his to lose. Um, They are entering the stretch run here and they just keep winning, Jared. The, the Nuggets just keep winning. And three top thing, guards out,
0: and and yeah. it's it's a good thing that they do because I mean they're in a weird spot where I, I, they're gonna I feel like get stuck playing a, a Los Angeles Lakers if they don't you know they almost gotta like work the system right and just win the right amount of games to position. I mean themselves they either so they, they
1: right four plays five currently right now the Nuggets are fourth the Lakers are fifth. Um, I'll take them. I'll, I'll take them. The. <laughs> The not
0: in the first round, you know. The Nuggets are, are two one. games. Yeah. I think
1: as we stand right now, the Nuggets are two games behind the Clippers for the third seed. So the Nuggets could either catch the Clippers for the third seed. We do uh, the Nuggets do play the Clippers uh, once more throughout the season, um, or actually the Dallas Mavericks uh, are now only two and a half games behind the Lakers. So. That's another option. If Dallas can jump the Lakers, then then that would be another. Because I agree with you, Jared. You don't want to face the Lakers in the first round. Um, and here's here's what's interesting. I know Nuggets fans might remember um, back when. Hey, co- coincidentally, it was uh, when. The Nuggets were the third seed, and Danilo Gallinari went down with an ACL injury. Mm-hmm. The Nuggets were very good that year. I, I, you know, if you remember, they had a it. What what's kind of interesting? So they did not have a Nikola Jokic, right? They didn't have an MVP caliber player. So that, just right there, that makes this team elevated above that team.
0: Absolutely, no doubt about that. Um,
1: but if you'll remember, they had. That team was predicated off having a lot of depth and scoring options. They had a really good ball movement, a lot of assists, right? And that worked. I think they won 53 games that year. Um, but what happens when you get to the playoffs?
0: You got to have that star player. You know? and that's something we talked about uh, you know, recently is that that's really what you need Jokic to be is that guy.
1: And so they have Jokic, and I think that gives them a chance. I've said it before. I think that gives the Nuggets a chance in every single playoff game. But... One thing that I'm a little bit weary of, if I'm being honest here, is the Nuggets are yes, they they are six and one since Jamal Murray went down, Um, and 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 they continue to win even with Monte Morris out and Will Barton out, and the and you know if you I mean one of the reasons they're able to do that, other than the greatness of Nikola Jokic and and Porter obviously stepping up, is that they have a very unselfish brand of basketball, And, and when you do that, you can truly have the ability to have a next man up mentality. Someone step in because they're not asking them to really do all that much.
0: They're asking them to be role players. They're they're
1: asking them to be role players. They're asking them to work within the system and, and just make the right play. That's what they're asking them to do. If you're open, you shoot it. If you're not open, you pass it. You and I, I think cutting. it
0: helps having a healthy Paul Millsap coming off the bench, somebody that yeah. can kind of lead that yeah. second group of guys when they're out on the court.
1: And so it does scare me when we get to the the playoffs. Can the Nuggets come up with enough offense when when in playoff basketball when – when defenses tighten up, the pace slows down. Um, do they have enough firepower to get past a team like the Lakers or the Clippers? And one guy and I, don't know.
0: I really look to is is Aaron Gordon. And I I get that that's not what he was brought here to do. He was no. brought here to play defense and to you know be a you know a fourth or fifth scoring option, but. In in my mind, I think you you've got to ask a different question. You know, at this point, it's 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 more the question of what can you bring now in this position that we're in. And I, I I think he's struggling to find a fit within this offense and find a role. But this is a guy that, yeah, sure, he's only averaged thirteen points a game over the course of his career. But but if you look at the last three or four years, as he's kind of been in the prime of his career, you know, he's averaging more along sixteen points per game. Seven and a half rebounds. Right now, he's he's putting up eleven points, five rebounds
1: uh, in a much more efficient manner than he did with. You're Orlando. right, and you're right.
0: And he is he is hitting shots, and that's what I'm saying. I guess that's the point I'm making. Is I want to see Aaron Gordon be more aggressive, be a legitimate third scoring option because there's going to be nights that Michael Porter Jr. isn't hitting every shot he takes, and you're going to need to lean on another guy to be that kind of third leg of the tripod.
2: Well, and I think the reason that they brought Aaron Gordon isn't because of Aaron Gordon as a scorer. They brought him because Jokic is that good of a not only a shooter, but a passer. And when you say that he's one of the best centers in the league, he's the best center in the league because he passes and he can shoot. It's not just like a regular center where he's just – Doing layups every time. I think he's the best passer in the league of any position. You're um, you're just adding to my point.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's very true. The, the fits there. Uh, so to your point, Jared, I think you do want him to be more aggressive. I know Michael Malone has talked about that. Aaron Gordon's talked about how you know the teammate, his teammates are really encouraging him to get up more shots and be a little bit more aggressive, especially with some of our primary ball handlers out. Um, but you know what? At the same time, I hate to say it, but but Aaron Gordon is not a great jump shooter. I was going to say, not it, it Aw- kind of looks awkward, uh, you know, and I like Aaron Gordon. I think he's a great fit on this team, but he's... I don't All think of what you want to do is start are, are getting at the rim he, yeah. he
0: actually reminds me a bit not quite to the extent but a bit of uh, a former Denver Nuggets great Kenyon Martin he just kind of looks ah. awkward with the ball in his hands a little bit yeah he's certainly not a ball
1: handler um, he did a lot more of that <laughs> with with Orlando but,
0: but let's let's put him in a Kenyon Martin role in fact I, I actually think that is exactly the role that he should be in he should be around the rim he should be crashing boards dunking the ball he's a big guy offensively I want to see that's what they I think that's what they're We don't have the guard to. play. Well, sure. I mean, we we do offensively because Michael Porter Jr. can play guard, essentially. He is out on the perimeter. He can handle the ball. Nicole Jokic can play point guard for you. He can be out there. He can be drawing that defense out. And a guy like Aaron Gordon could be down in, you well, know, he and, could and be Jared, getting a mismatch
1: down in the block. I, I think that that's what they're attempting. I mean, that's what they're doing. I, I, to your, I mean, to exactly. your point, I think uh, that's what they're trying to do. So when you say you wanted to be more aggressive, I say yes. I like I like aggression. I like him uh, with the ball in his hands a little bit more. Um, but you know what? I think it's going to come more than anything, just as his his chemistry continues to develop with Nikola Jokic uh, and, and his teammates around him, because he's kind of finding his his he's you know just like all the Nuggets, they got to find their shots, they got to find their spots, um, and I think he's. He's doing that more and more. And and I, I hope with, you know, I think there's what, eleven games left on the schedule before the playoffs. And
0: and, and he's only been with the Nuggets for what? 10, 12 games so far. I mean yeah, something, something like, like that. that. So it, it I, I do I do get what you're saying there, and I think this is a perfect opportunity between now and the end of the season for him to but figure we are it out. But you're gonna
1: need your best friend, Will, Will Barton. Will to come Barton,
0: back. I know. I, I couldn't I couldn't believe it. I found myself really Worried when when Will Barton went down. You know, down. I blame
1: you for all the shade you've thrown <laughs> at Will Barton. It was
0: all me, guys. Everything. Yeah. I'm, I, it's all me. My bad juju my bad yeah, ju- going you, at him. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, the Nuggets
1: sorely miss that ball handling versatile score. And, hey, say what you want about, about Will Barton, but it changes the spacing on the court when you have a ball handler that can score. I mean, when you have... Granted, okay, Nikola Jokic, one of you guys brought up, is, is basically the point guard. I mean, and Nikola Jokic is essentially the point guard. But when you have that ball handler to play the two-man game with him up top, it opens up the lane for not only Nikola Jokic, but everybody else on the court. Uh, they have to pay attention to that two-man game. And we are really... I think you can get some of that with Porter, but to your point earlier Jared, Porter is really better at this point in his career yeah. as, as a spot-up shooter mm-hmm. and a cutter, right? He's a slasher, he's a spot-up shooter. Granted, I think he can do fine with the two man. Yeah, he has the skill set to do that. Yeah, he has the ability um, in the future. It just scares me a little bit. We're clear the Nuggets are clearly not as good of a team without a Will Barton, without a Jamal Murray. It'll just be interesting to see if they will have enough to get over the the hump and and make a deep run in these playoffs.
0: And as you mentioned, there the the injuries kind of piling up. Uh, Will Barton is you know out indefinitely. There's no specific timetable on this return, but he did take to Twitter. Uh, he commented, "I don't know. Do you do do you do quotes with Twitter? Is that a thing? Do I have to say quote and end quote, or is that uh, implied when I reference Twitter?" Well,
2: well, we're on a podcast media, so you have to do.
0: Oh, okay. Is that is that oh, what wow. we do? <laughs> So he took to Twitter. He says, little setback, be back soon. Ain't seen the last of me this season. So I I think assuming we will probably see will Barton back come playoff time. I I would be shocked if he's back before that.
1: Yeah. It's a Malone called it a significant hamstring sprain. Um, Barton said he heard it pop and you know, any of you sports fans out there understand that any sort of significant muscle injury uh you know hamstrings in particular uh, leg muscles in particular uh, especially for basketball players or anybody with with speed in their game those are tricky they take longer than just a day or two to get better I mean you're you're and, looking at weeks and
0: you really have to be careful minimum. with those kinds of injuries too because it's it's not an everyday thing that it kills you it's one of those where it just takes one time down the court and boom and you, you strain it again now you're kind of back at square one so uh, you got to really be careful and i that's why i say i'd be surprised if they rush him back before the playoffs well
2: and even like connor you you were talking about the 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 standings in in the west there's no reason to rush anybody back you know it. it you you're looking at a 3 to 5 right 3 to 5 i think they're out 4 change. right now
0: on on the next team right on fifth place is that right
1: uh yeah you know um and and of course you know sports track and these analytics sites they I was looking at a couple of them last night. They still have the Nuggets finishing fifth seed. So, so apparently we're we're four. Uh, the well, Nuggets yeah, are I'm, four games currently, I believe, ahead of the Lakers. If um, you're three
2: or five, you're, yes. You're, you're, so you're, the Nuggets playing are playing the same
1: teams. Well, but so if you think about it, there's eleven games left. That means these quote unquote analytics sites are projecting that what we the Nuggets go at bare minimum the Nuggets will have to lose four out of eleven, and then the and then the Lakers would have to win eleven I, in a row.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't see that happening. Yeah, I do I get the analytics side of it happening. that the Nuggets have been on a tear, winning a lot higher than their percentages, you know, so to speak, would say they should. You know, be, they're probably going to be Murray's gone down, but 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 nonetheless, the the idea that they're going to go lose, you know, a majority of the rest of their games, I, I I don't see that happening. I think this if you've watched them the last few uh, weeks since Jamal Murray went down. You can still see this is a very competitive, very talented team. I think they're still a playoff team, even if they went the whole season without Jamal Murray. I still think this is a team that's making the playoffs.
1: Yeah, they're they're very good. Uh, let's just hope, as Nuggets fans, let's just let's let's cross our fingers and hope that uh, Michael Porter Jr. just continues his ascent. Um, that man is a star. That man is a star in the making, and he is going to be very good for very many years. When it's
0: all said and done, if the Nuggets continue in the direction that they have over the last couple of years, I think that may go down as one of the draft steals of all time. It, the it, nuggets you know, 14th him.
1: overall. You know, you know. Uh, just because I love rubbing it in LA Clippers fans' face, um, you know the Clippers had two opportunities to draft uh, Michael Porter Jr. Um, in that draft, and they took two players who are both and, no longer on and, their and, roster. And
0: just just a reference for, for those... Uh, <laughs> Okay, wait, hold on. I skipped right over you there. So who were the guys that they took? Mm, man,
1: okay, you, you'll bring that yeah, up, yeah, but, like, but one thing
0: time. I want to mention to the audience out there for those who, who weren't don't follow the NBA draft, maybe don't follow the college basketball a lot. Michael Porter Jr. was thought of to be, you know, going into that season, that college basketball season, he was thought to be like the guy, you know, top five, top three guy, possibly number one overall, and then sat out. I want to say his entire season, uh, his entire freshman oh, yeah. season. He got surgery, he had again. back surgery, with, he had back with the surgery. back surgery, mm-hmm. and so. Every Nobody wanted to touch him with a ten foot pole. So we've learned with COVID. It only that has was to be before a his pole. second back surgery, um, though. Then he and got then he got right. drafted
1: and, went got and had a another back
0: surgery, back surgery. But the Nuggets went out on a limb. They were a very talented team that had drafted well. They uh, traded
2: up to go get him. Uh, right?
0: And, and that, you know that I couldn't tell you, but I no. I, I know that. Um, you know, w- even when he was drafted, a lot of people said if he's healthy, this could be one of the top ten players in the NBA in his future. So I got uh, it for you. Jared. Okay, who, who are the two guys that the that the uh, Clippers? The took?
1: Clippers. So just to rub it into their their wounds here, um, the Los Angeles Clippers uh, picked Miles Bridges.
2: Yeah, that
0: I, I, I don't even know who that is. I don't ever and, uh,
2: went to Kentucky or something like
0: that. And then they also
1: picked Jerome Robinson.
0: Yeah, like I don't even remember these guys in college uh, or anything.
1: So, you know, uh <laughs> yeah. All all these all, all these teams are gonna be although there is one there is actually there's two teams that are not disappointed that they didn't pick. I think if you redraft this draft, 2018 NBA draft, I think Michael Porter goes third. Yeah, they with, go one, two, three. With the possibility <laughs> of having a higher ceiling than that. Okay. Who do you I'll got one
0: and two? I don't know the draft off the top of my head.
1: So if I had to redo the draft in 2018, number one would be Luka Doncic. Yeah, okay. Uh, well, you can't, you you know, can't argue can't, that. You can't argue with him. Uh, you know, And then number two, we might have a little argument here about this, but... I would still put Trey Young as number two. The reason I say that, I think when it's all said and done, MPJ has every opportunity to rise above that, no doubt, even as early as next year. But because Trey Young has been available and in the games you know he went to the nba finals last year um and he's he's made an all-star team i think right now at this point in history you have to still put trey young sure but
0: i i would argue that yeah if you were looking at the longevity of a career um
1: yeah yeah you still might mpj might might go to in that draft so you're looking at you know to at least 12 other teams who are just scratching their heads. And how did we miss that one? <laughs> <That's> um, <fun. laughs> anyway, so yeah, yeah, let's, let's hope as, as nuggets fans and uh, it, cause that's what it's going to take. I mean, if the nuggets are going to make a deep playoff run, MPJ has to be special. He can, he cannot be a 20 point a game guy. If the nuggets are hoping to make it deep into the playoffs, yeah. he has to help replace a lot of that scoring from, from uh, Murray. I think we can all agree
0: with you there, Connor. All right, Ryan, we got a fun game we're gonna play, right? Or trivia? What you got oh, for us? Oh, fun game!
2: Yeah. So I, I wake I got, up over there. I got. <laughs> yeah, you guys are putting me to sleep. <laughs> uh, so we got uh, uh, since the NFL draft is coming up this Thursday, um, I've I've got um, from 1990. I'm available, by the way for the draft for the draft for,
0: uh, what yeah. position do you play connor uh,
1: i i'm down to play anything so just want to put it out there on the airwaves uh any nfl teams listening i am officially making myself available i'm a i'm his, a, I'm his, a
2: d- his position is riding pine yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm what right. they call i did not uh, mean to
1: derail <laughs> your fun game here i'm just no. i just want to it's, it's a career opportunity so, for me i want to make sure that i'm always playing my cards so, so
0: connor continue. you and i graduated from columbine high school where um at columbine they run a a you know triple option offense so i I started at wide receiver, Yes, and um, yes. this is for the freshman team, by the way. No, I did not. I painted before. my I, I painted <laughs> on the my chest team. <laughs> They, didn't, on even, the they didn't even call us wide receivers. We were literally called wide blockers. <laughs> that, that was our time. <laughs> we didn't run routes in practice. <laughs> we did blocking trees. That's what we had, yeah, is yeah, different yeah. blocking trees. That was what we did all practice long. I'm sorry. Nobody cares about me.
2: Yeah, and anyways, so um, 13 players have been elected to the Hall of Fame that were drafted in the first round since 1990. Okay. I want you guys to give me. What do you think is fair? Three between the two. Of okay. Me? Like,
0: and let me get a clarification from drafted. you. So drafted since 1990 or inducted since
2: 1990. Uh, it, so 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 they're drafted and inducted. Drafted and inducted since 1990. That's okay. interesting. So that means a
1: span of what, 31 years?
0: Yeah, but most a lot of those guys are just now getting eligible. I mean, look at Peyton Manning has just become eligible. Well, There's I know one of them guys, Jerry. I do know I, I one know of them. I don't know what else. Can
1: you. I can I give the first one? Sure. I do know one. Terrell Davis, not drafted Boom. in the first. No, round. oh, oh drafted draft first round. Oh God. Yeah, drafted first round. Okay. All right. All right.
0: Okay. Um, Interesting. Uh, let's just see how many we can audibly come up here. With here, Connor, because I I got one or two off the top of my hat. Peyton Manning Peyton. is the first one. That no, comes to he was mind.
1: drafted before 1990. Wasn't? He? No, he
0: was 98. Two, 1998 draft was Peyton Manning. He's the same draft as uh, uh, Tom Brady. Okay, yeah,
1: Peyton's yeah. got to be on. So there. Peyton's definitely
2: Peyton's there.
0: there. Um, who else inducted in the Hall of Fame?
2: <sighs> Couple of Buccaneers.
0: Oh, uh, Brooks, uh, Derek Brooks, Derek Brooks, Derek Brooks. Well. Brooks is uh, Warren Sapp. <laughs> okay. You already got three. He was after right. 1990. What year okay. was Warren Sapp? 1990 was a long time ago. I guess, yeah, I know, I know. Anybody you watched I, play reason, in I'm your day? War- like in, in high school, and okay, middle school? Yeah. anybody For some you reason, watched? I'm thinking
1: 1990. Like, like I guess Connor's forgetting he's it. old. War- yeah, I know. I Warren know. Sapp was drafted in 1990. I think the 19- I want to pretend like 1990 was still last year. Warren decade.
2: Sapp's what, 96? 95. 95, okay. Mm-hmm. Um. Boy. Now now I'm thinking you guys can get all of them.
0: Oh, I how don't many? Know. Ha- wait, how many? I don't know how much time we have here. So 13.
2: So And I've got three
0: so far. 13, huh? Well I know
1: one that's gonna
2: be. Anybody anybody else for the Broncos that we're <laughs> missing? Actually, you you won't get one of them. That's that's a- anybody sure. else for the Broncos that we're missing? Uh no. Okay, no other Broncos. No other you Broncos. Okay. Sea uh, C- C- Sea Seahawks, Chargers, who oh, do uh, the Seahawks
0: even have in the Hall of Fame?
2: Uh Warren Moon. Oh, he was, no? He was a he was a tackle. A tackle. A defensive tackle.
0: Uh, oh. Yeah, no, you
2: lost me there. Oh, yeah, you won't get that one. John um, Randall? No, Cortez Kennedy. Cortez,
0: no, nope, was not going to go there ever. Uh, no, <laughs> the chances of me answering Cortez. Kennedy <laughs> okay, but you said zero. someone tackle. Uh, Orlando Pace is he on this list?
2: Yes, good job. Okay, oh, okay. Said, hey, he, he, good. he was number one overall. Okay, good job. Jared. Um, you've gotten four. <sighs> I don't even think I, uh, Connor's spoke well, and all that's, a, that's <laughs> what i
1: was gonna guess right there <laughs> <laughs> that's the I, one. I, I had orlando pace in my head and then jared took it from well because
0: everyone wants to think of the quarterbacks but there's not very many yeah, first round drafted quarterbacks, quarterbacks that have won super Bowl, or that have no. gone to the hall of fame i mean like right, the, there's
2: uh you you guys want some hints Wait, wait, yeah, hang, on, hang on hang on hang okay, on okay go ahead oh wait, yeah sure yeah right, let's start getting <laughs> some hints yeah let's get some hints the audience doesn't want to hear some us hints, thinking, um yeah. greatest show on turf Oh, oh, wow. Uh, there you go. Uh, which one was drafted uh, in the Kurt, first round? Uh, Marshall, Kurt Warner.
0: Marshall Falk. Marshall Falk. Marshall Falk. Marshall Falk's number I, five. <laughs> Are I the, was thinking him too. Either of the Tory
1: Holt.
2: Was Tory Holt? Uh, no. They were, later, they were later. The, uh, I suck at this game. N- not 96. He was Peyton Manning's. Friend. Oh, Marvin Target. Harrison. Marvin oh. Harrison. Oh. <laughs> I got one. <laughs> got that one. was an obvious I one. I even have Peyton. He I won know. a Super Bowl in Detroit. What? Super I I ca I can't give you his nickname because I'll give it away. Wait, wait, Barry Sanders? wait. Not with Detroit, in Detroit. In Detroit. In Detroit. Oh, De- the bus.
0: He was uh, a first round draft number pick. Six. I didn't know he was a first round draft pick. The bus,
2: yeah, huh? There you go. Yeah, he was number
0: ten overall. Right. What, what, wait, was... wait,
2: wait, wait,
1: wait, what about oh, never mind. Never mind. That's a bad decision. Right, I was gonna ne-
2: say Ray Lewis. Nineteen ninety. Oh, Ray Lewis. Was Ray Nin- Lewis on there? the la- the last one. Nineteen ninety. He was a linebacker. So it's not Ray Lewis. Mhm. 90. Hmm. Uh, uh
1: wait, so this is the this is the last one. We've we've really gotten
2: 12 of them. Uh the other two you wouldn't get. Oh, okay. Well,
0: <laughs> what, what what who's this the linebacker? Drafted. So the ones
2: you wouldn't get were Walter Jones. Ooh. That's also Seahawks if I'm not mistaken, right? Am yep. I thinking the right guy? Okay. Good job, Jared. I'll give you a 7 for that one. <laughs> And Willie Rofe Is that all? He's
0: also a tackle, right? We missed all the linemen, of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Who knows the lineman's name? Who's the linebacker? Who's, who's the, the linebacker? linebacker,
2: yeah. Junior Seau.
0: Ah, Junior oh, Seau. Junior Seau. I actually didn't know he went to the Hall of Fame.
2: I was going to say he killed the, himself. I was going to say that, the, that, the that. late... <laughs> Junior Seau. I, I, I felt like that was
0: yeah. And then you just went little, there anyways.
2: <laughs> I felt like that was a little blue. Wait,
0: I, how do I get the producer to mute Ryan's mic when Ryan's the producer? <laughs> I think I feel like he's got all the control in this show here, man.
2: I do, that's, Connor. What are we even doing? That, that's, you know, why we're just, that, that's why you're just that's why are we're just his
0: pawns in this game. <laughs> all right, I think we need to get on to some uh, Broncos draft talk that was promised in the intro here, and I will never let this audience down on a promise I make to them. I promise that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, guys. So just a quick peek. Um, When you look at the Broncos roster, you know, it's funny. We've kind of discussed uh, last week a little bit, and I know the three of us outside of this podcast have talked quite a bit about feeling like we may think the Broncos are in a different spot. I think Connor and I argued we thought we were more of a 7-8-9 win team, and and Ryan had a little more of a pessimistic outlook, Uh, maybe realistic outlook. I don't know. You guys out there can decide. Five wins. When I look across the board at the Broncos depth chart, I don't see a ton of holes on the starting roster. I think the biggest issue when it comes to the Broncos is, is the depth and like, I, and that's where I think when you look to the draft, that's what you're looking to find: is the depth that fills out this roster. I, I see pretty much after the starting lineup, there not a whole lot there. I, I think offensive line, there if anybody goes down, you you really have some issues there. And I think pretty much across the board on the defensive line, looking or the defense in general, but looking at this defensive line, I I, I only know one guy's name. That's not a starter, and, and that's only because he was drafted last year, and I had to go look up how you pronounced McTelv- McTelvin Ajim, and I still screwed it up, okay? Ajim. Ajeem. I don't even know if he played a snap last year, so they're thin. The Broncos are thin. Can we all agree on that? So I think that when we look Except at this – Except for the linemen, they are not thin. Well, but compared to other linemen, they might be thin. I don't know. I, I wish on. I had that drop. <laughs> 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 Sorry that. Uh, Anyways, so – Ryan brought up last week the idea that, you know, we were talking last week about moving up in the draft. You know, should the Broncos move up to get a quarterback? And kind of Ryan threw a little bit of a curveball of would they be better off moving back, accumulating picks, be it this year, or next year, because if you move back, you're not taking a quarterback. I always like the idea if I can add a pick or two for next year that would allow me to potentially move up into the first round or earlier in the first round to go get the guy that you want. I, I start to look at this roster more and more, and I feel like that might be what the Broncos need. What do you guys think of that idea of moving back to, say, whether it's 15, where the Patriots are, or or further back even than that?
1: Well, Jerry, you know what I think. You know exactly what I think when it comes to this draft. Okay. Trade okay. up and get Okay, okay, okay. Let me get you the scenario. A okay, so back. pick number one goes <laughs> Broncos. Not, if you don't have a quarterback, you are not going anywhere. Okay, in but let me throw a scenario.
0: Let me throw a scenario. Yeah, Lawrence, uh, Wilson, Fields, Oof. Oof. and and Oof. Throw, throw whichever who you think of the fourth quarterback is goes fourth overall. So there's four Trey
1: Lance, Trey Lance, Trey Mack. Lance,
0: or Mac Jones, whatever. Let's say all five are off the board before the Broncos get there. It, it probably won't happen. I, I'd have to look into that if that's ever happened in the top ten. That would be five wild. quarterbacks. It, it hasn't. But let's throw that scenario out to you, Connor. Top five quarterbacks off the board. You're sitting at nine. Do you think they should trade back?
1: Yes, and I will consider that an absolute failure if they get there and five quarterbacks have been taken <laughs> and they did not trade up. I am all on board. Here's my wish. My my dream, okay? Dreams come true here in Broncos country. I am just hoping that somehow uh, the Broncos find a way to stay at 9 and get Justin Fields. That is what I hope that happens with the Broncos. I want them to stay at 9 and I want... You know, I, I want everyone else to go before hey, him and Connor. And get him. If
0: if you follow national media leading up to the draft, well, first of all, if you follow all the the rumors coming out of national media, no offense, but you're an idiot. Uh, <laughs> it's a lot a lot of bad information coming out right now. But what everybody out there is saying is Fields is lower on NFL teams' boards than the media has had him through the process. And there's a lot of people thinking that teams have the have Fields as their fourth or fifth guy in this class which would then again lead you to think he's probably sitting there at nine so I don't think it's completely out of the question that he's sitting there and I I don't like the idea of being passive and not going to get your guy but also if he's just going to fall in your lap Um, I'm not going to fight that. I I, I think that you'd be very happy if you could sit tight at nine, not have to give up any extra picks, and you still land at Justin Fields. I think that would absolutely be a best-case scenario. Uh,
1: That's who who my guy is, that I I particularly like this draft that I think the Broncos could reasonably get. Um, But you know what? Uh, I am not going to be... Uh, upset or opposed if I see the Broncos move up to fourth and get a guy like Trey Lance or they move up and get Mac. I mean, Mac Jones. I, I don't care here. Here's the reason granted. You better be right. <laughs> it's going to take Absolutely. a lot of capital to get up there, but, but I am going to be excited over that because I am so set that you need to have a quarterback in this NFL to, to really have any chance at winning a Super Bowl. And if the Broncos were to trade massive draft capital to move up to fourth and grab a quarterback, that tells me that George Payton and his staff are confident that that is their guy. I would love to see an aggressive move like that because it tells me that is their guy. They wanted him and him alone uh, I feel a little bit more confident with a, with a move like that than I even do with even picking Justin Fields
0: at ninth. Isn't that weird? Know? Isn't that weird how, how, as a fan, you really do feel that. Like, they they saw a guy, they targeted him, they went and made sure they got him. I would love to see you know, it. You know, when you, you listen to some of the comments that um, Kyle Shanahan has made, you know, reading between the lines of some of the things he has said, I mean... Yeah, it's obvious they they had one guy that they felt 3 is what it took to get there and they went out and did it and and you can appreciate a GM and a coach being in sync oh, absolutely. and making that decision. So, I can agree with you there and I can get behind the, that idea um regardless of what I may feel about the quarterbacks. You know, I'm somebody who who likes to follow that process. I would never consider myself a scout by any means. I don't watch film on these guys. I watch a lot of football and I've watched enough uh, draft coverage over the years to almost like you're playing the odds game with it and and some of the things you see and hear from guys and I I really think Justin Fields can be a star. Uh, I think that the other guys you know, could prove me wrong, but a Trey Lance or a Mac Jones scares me in that position because I think you could be taking on a uh, a, a Sam Darnold, a Jared Goff, uh, Carson Wentz situation where Josh Rosen, Josh Rosen. I mean, but but at least Josh Rosen they got out out of that quickly. I mean, these other guys, it's like it's Car- it Carson the were, Wentz
1: played at an MVP level. Yeah, and then he got a gigantic
0: contract that has now completely screwed over the Eagles in there. And, and well, they had was to Nick Foles
1: a, North Dakota State too.
0: No, Foles was Arizona. I mean, I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean Foles. I meant uh, Wentz. Wentz was yeah. Wentz was uh, uh, North Dakota State. As yeah, old. isn't that funny? How, so now, we're, now we're looking at Trey Lance coming yeah, out, too. Yeah, in that system, in that, that situation now, I think they're very well, different quarterbacks. Um, oh, yeah. They're I, not – actually, believe it or not, everyone – you know, it's always kind of funny. Anytime you get an African-American quarterback, they always want to talk about how much of an athlete they are. But to me, Carson Wentz was much more of a runner and a scrambler than Trey Lance is. Trey Lance can be used as a designed runner, and he can be very successful at that. But that's not what he did when he was in college.
2: The problem with Trey Lance is the – the lack of playing. Yeah, experience. But also, you know, Mac Jones has
0: played like the same number of games. has started the same number of games. He played at Alabama. Right. He was there for four years. Well, and he has
1: one of the best offensive lines there. He has the Heisman Trophy winner. He's thrown to the Heisman Trophy winner. He's I uh, don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I, I mentioned it last week. I'm always skeptical when it comes to these big, but you star, gotta go to school. It. You gotta
0: grow a pair guys. and you gotta go make a move. You gotta find. Your yep. Guy that's what I say. I am I'm, I'm all for I'm a quarterback. Hey, if the,
1: if, if the Broncos come out of this draft with a quarterback in the first round, I am thrilled. I am happy. I don't even, I don't care who it is. I, mean, I don't care who it is. Hey, Here's no. the thing is, Hey, you say you're not a scout. I'm not a scout. Ryan, are you a scout? Hell okay, no. Okay. You're not a scout. Um, but you know what? I'm going to propose to you that it doesn't even really it matter. You, oh, don't <laughs> no. see. Don't. Okay. Now no. you're just defending All right. these All right. guys out here. Right. Me, let me Let me just tell you something. You're telling
0: right? me if Josh Rosen Go goes to the Bills that year that Josh Rosen's a star?
2: No, oh, no. No. That's not. Do that, you say that, sorry. That's not Joe, what I'm saying. What I'm do, saying is. Do you is, say that Josh Allen goes to the Cardinals and he's the same Josh Allen now?
0: No. Because you're right, but there is certain
1: le- level. to Let me that. explain myself you're because right. that was uh, maybe I, okay, I yeah I may have I misinterpreted. Might have just, well, words. and I might have just misspoken what, what I mean by that is that, um, t- to a certain extent, trying to trying to scout and identify quarterbacks that are going to be successful in this league, you are throwing darts at a board. You are throwing darts at the board. You can be a scout. You can watch all the film. You have all this stuff. And granted, I do think that that probably put I mean, well, that puts you in a better here's position. The other, here's
0: the argument that I could make. You can be a really good sports better, never watching sports, just following trends, just following the analytics. But don't you think it adds something to it to actually watch the games and pay attention to the teams to see the way teams are playing? The, the I, I think it can't hurt. I, I think it helps. And that's what I'm saying. But I okay, just think. So so if you're yes. going to throw a hundred
1: darts at a dartboard, right? Let's just say for my example, you're going to throw a hundred darts at a dartboard. Okay, your average person, right? Uh, just blind. You blindfold me, and I throw a hundred darts. I might hit, uh, you know, uh, maybe let's just say I hit ten on the uh, in, in on the board, right? Just completely blindfolded, I hit ten out of hundred, right? If I like know a little bit more about about this draft, if I'm watching the game, if I'm doing all this stuff, yeah, I might hit. 15 and that's a huge huge advantage
0: but it's still a dart at the end of the day it's still a it's dart. still a dart actually and, that's and, one of the best analogies <laughs> i've ever because you're right because having that knowledge i mean I, I look at a situation with um you know every year there's gonna be what four or five quarterbacks drafted in the first round and most years two or three of those guys turn out to be really good some years four or five of them turn out to be good in some years None of them turned out to be any good. So I think that's where when you recognize a draft like the draft when Patrick Mahomes comes out, when Deshaun Watson comes out, and teams were making huge jumps to go up and get who they thought their guy was, I think there's something more to that than just throwing darts at a dartboard. But it it, it more to me would be like the idea of you put a blindfold on my face, point me in the direction of a dartboard, and let me shoot darts – Versus me standing there while I'm looking and shooting darts. You know what? I'm going to hit the dart board a few times while blindfolded. Yeah. Because I'm no facing doubt. the right direction. I have the general idea of what I'm doing and where I'm throwing. But I have no specific knowledge about where the target is. Whereas if I'm sitting there looking and watching it, yeah, I'm not very good at darts. I'm probably not hitting a bullseye, but I'm probably more likely to get on the board and I'll, hit a guy I will tell top.
1: you this much, though there are lots of quarterbacks who fail. You know, uh, some of them succeed, right? Um, you do have a better chance of, of hitting on that dart pick uh, on a first-round quarterback. I am a strong believer yes, in that. Uh, you agree. go look at it, rounds two through I seven. Have, and Actually, and I Connor,
0: I have tried to disprove that by putting together, like, spreadsheets of starting quarterbacks and winning playoff quarterbacks and things like that and what round they were drafted in. Right. And it's, like, half of them. Or at least like a third or more are all first rounders. And then the rest of the, the rounds, it's very, very much so. Right, I mean, split don't get me up. wrong,
1: every you know, of course there's gonna be a guy in the back. Well, well then there's Tom Brady. Tom Brady, yeah.
2: he was yeah, a yeah, six yeah, round exactly. draft pick. I mean, right. And,
0: and so you're gonna get those. Yeah, a And Peyton Manning went number one overall, and that wasn't by accident. Exactly. Right. So right. so
2: so so let's let's reel this back in. Okay. And for like I'm a fish. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for the show. Itself. Who is your first round pick that the Broncos take, and we'll go around the table. And I
0: also want to know what pick you think they're taking him at. So yeah, who's that, the name?
2: That, that that's absolutely fine.
0: And who is the pick?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, all
1: right. Connor, you want to go first? Sure. I got Justin Fields at nine.
0: At nine, you have them waiting until nine to take him.
1: Yep. Okay. I, I have him. Uh, I think I, I could see that happening. I could see. I could see the Broncos. Wanting to move up to go get Justin Fields, um, but then you know I reading reading the team smarter is a thing, that smarter
0: than that, and, and here's here's my argument with that is unless he's the fifth quarterback taken, I I think four quarterbacks go before nine. I truly do. When you look at some of the teams that are sitting there and the and what they want, I look at a team like the Falcons. I wouldn't be shocked if they go take a quarterback. It I would actually either. make a ton of sense for them to grab a guy like Trey Lance that maybe needs a year or two to develop. You you wait out the rest of, of Matt, Matt Ryan's Ryan. contract, mm-hmm. which is untradable right now, and and they're by the way in a very bad cap situation to the point where they're throwing Julio Jones out on the trade market so they can clean some cash off their hands. But 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 that's n- neither here nor there. But hey, they I can wouldn't always be pay surprised. The other
1: team like the Rockies do. <laughs>
0: I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if if. Four, number four is a quarterback, whether by the Falcons or the Falcons, knowing they might just be losing their, their star receiver. Maybe they're trading, trying to get extra picks. You can grab one of those receivers so, later. So what is yeah, yours? You that's got, a lot of got, words. Got, no, no, for no your I, I'm pick still digressing. Here. Yours, I'm not mm-hmm. even giving you. Ah, my I idea. see. You yeah. got the Lions sitting there at seven. That's a team that is devoid of talent. I think that's a team that could trade out. So I think if you want to get trade Lance, you have to go up again. You mean him. Justin? Or, I'm Fields. sorry, Justin Fields. Or if you want to get anybody, whoever you think it is, whoever that name is if you want unless you want the fifth one which I think each person usually has one name that's out whoever that is maybe maybe the fifth one there is still the one that you want and you can get him at nine but to, to the point you were making earlier about being passive about not going and getting your guy I think to let the fifth one fall to you and you will take whatever's left that scares me and so I hope if they do go get Justin Fields I hope they're ready to be aggressive because I don't think he falls tonight.
1: Yeah, and if they don't, then I want them to get any other quarterback with that first pick. I literally don't care. I want a first-round quarterback. quarterback. I want a
0: first-round quarterback.
1: And I am all for it. But I'm going to take Justin Fields at 9. That is my official uh, crystal ball prediction. Do we have any magical crystal ball? We'll clip it. it. it.
0: Okay. I am going to have the Broncos also staying at 9. I actually think similar to last year's draft, you're going to see less traits. Okay? Because of the COVID situation, the inability for people to get in person, I think really affects these deals. You throw a couple of cocktails back and all of a sudden you're talking trades. And so I think you're going to see less trades going on. I think you're going to see more teams standing pat. I do think quarterbacks go heavy in the top eight picks. I think you get at least four quarterbacks taken. I think there will be one sitting there. It may be Justin Fields. I don't know. But I don't think the Broncos take them. I think they're going to go with a best player available approach. And I think one of the absolute best players in the draft is Micah Parsons. I think he is the unicorn of the inside linebacker position. When you look at the depth at inside linebacker for the Broncos on their team, it's not good. They have no, that's, I think, in fact, one of the few starting positions that I think they absolutely need to improve yeah. Yeah. going into the season. And when you look after Micah Parsons, there's a lot of good players, okay? There's guys like Jeremiah Owuso. I'm not even going to try that that last portion of that last name, the hyphen. Kamoro Owuso. Oh, there you go. Okay. Uh, Jameen Davis is a linebacker from Kentucky that is a, more of a coverage guy that he's been talked about a lot. But the list goes on and on. There actually are quite and a so few. so then you do what? You just hope you get your
1: quarterback next year?
0: Uh, yeah, I think I think if anything, I actually don't want the Broncos to take at nine. I think they will. I don't want them to. I'm really, really on Ryan's train here. I think you trade back. If I can get to that 15 to 20 range, I still grab one of those linebackers, or maybe I'm talking taking the top of, uh, offensive tackle left. Maybe I'm taking one of those top cornerbacks. There's three or four cornerbacks that are being talked about. Might in be the an first edge rusher available so, back
1: there too. Yeah,
0: I thought about that too. But I mean, like, Von Miller might I, be his last year. actually and- okay, and there is a good point to that. that that this could be it for Vaughn, and you always want to have that depth. I think the Broncos have proven that. But I honestly, I look at the first round. That's the one draft pick that like, I need to see an impact in my first-round draft pick. All the other ones you're drafting for development. But when I'm taking a first-round draft pick and he's going to sit on the bench, essentially, be your third, even your fourth rusher to start, I just don't know how that, that kind of sits wrong with me. I think even if you were to draft, uh, you know, one of these cornerbacks or one of these offensive linemen, I think you find a way to get them on the field and they're more productive for you early on in that contract. I wouldn't be upset, though, if they go edge rusher. Pretty much, I'm okay anywhere on defense. I think if they don't go quarterback... I would like to see them trade back. If there's any way you can gain yourself an extra first round or next year, that's a so, best case scenario. So, spell. what is
1: your official prediction, Jerry? I, I, I am D.
0: taking. I already said it was Micah Parsons right, at right. nine. Right, hey, I just want to make quick. Sure I want, this. what I want them go. to do is <laughs> is trade back, okay. accumulate picks, extra right. picks. Try to get try to be able to set yourself up for next year, if. And when you decide Locke is not your guy officially, and maybe you got a new head coach, and maybe got a lot of other changes too, you usher in a new quarterback at that point.
2: Yeah, so I, I, I'm I'm gonna go. That was with, brief, right? No, it wasn't. But anyway, yeah. um,
1: <laughs> um, Jared no, likes to waste picks I'm, with without quarterbacks at nine.
2: As as much as I'd like to see them, <laughs> but drop, you need a
0: quarterback of the defense, baby, and they ain't got it.
2: As much as I'd like to see them drop back from nine, trade back. Um, I, I I agree with Jared that they're gonna go Micah Parsons at nine, and um, real original. Well, well he went first. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. I, I I don't know what else to do. So you guys but, both but, have but, the Broncos but, wasting their pick instead of.
0: getting How is a that wasting their pick? No, no, no. There no, are no, 21 no, other starters no, out there. No, no. You have no, to fill no, those holes no, no, at some uh, point.
2: The hear me out. Is I just don't want Mac Jones. I don't want the Broncos to take the fifth best quarterback. Out of five quarterbacks that are going to go in the top ten, I don't want them taking the last one.
1: Really? How did that work out for the fifth the fifth quarterback taken in the Josh Allen, Josh Rosen, Sam Darnold draft? Um,
0: so unicorn. far, okay. How did that work out, Jerry? Hang, hang on. I can't. You want do to talk this. about I how Joe this. Flacco? You always Connor loves to remind <laughs> me how great Joe Flacco was on his playoff front. How good has Lamar Jackson been in the playoffs, Connor? Any any deep. Make this is for a Lamar different Jackson. conversation.
2: Okay, I'm sorry. I'm bringing in the audience <laughs> on like years, years this, this of frustrated conversation. Conversation. <laughs> we were just supposed to give our picks. All right. S- you so see just, what you've just, done. Like Don't you see what I'm doing? So, so, so I'm,
0: I'm getting for uh, any quarterback. I'm, I'm, I'm getting
1: Justin Fields, uh, and you guys are wasting your draft picks. So, just we're gonna put it on record as that's what's happening.
0: Um, for the record, <laughs> okay. in my world and scenario, uh, Justin Fields is not available when the Broncos pick. Ah, all, me too.
2: Ah, ah. Yeah. And I don't want uh, Trey Lance. So I, have, so I don't scenario, want Trey Lance. Okay. You want me to go um, 3. Does, uh, this no, feel I'm going to
0: give you my my top Who who's picking 5? I think the Bengals are 5. Before we get out of here, I'm going to give you my top 5 real mm-hmm. quick. This is off the head, just throwing numbers out there, names out there. Uh so we got Trevor Lawrence is going to go 1. Okay, we no. got uh, no Wilson, way. Zach Wilson's going to go too. <laughs> I do right. believe that's yeah, going to happen. Yeah, that, yeah. that one is probably the one I'm most questioning. Yeah, it's looking like it. Mac Jones is the name at three. I believe that. Yeah, I believe everyone that. Everyone keeps saying it. It's going to be three. It seems like a So Shanahan then trade player. up and get four. Fields right there. At four, you're getting – Fields is off the board at four, in my opinion. Mm. I think either the Falcons S- trade out or they take him. So then- and then I got at five. I actually have a little bit of a surprise. Everyone thinks that the Bengals are going to go receiver. I have them taking the top offensive tackle off the board, Penny mm. Sewell. That's what I think is going to happen top five there.
1: Okay. okay? I-, I-, I could buy that, and if that's the case – then the Broncos best be moving up to number four to get field.
0: All right. tell you that. Hey, much. Connor Connor lays it out there. If they do it, I don't think any of us will be unhappy. So <laughs> uh, let's just see if that uh, comes to fruition for the Broncos here this, uh, this upcoming week. Again, recording Tuesday. That happens Thursday. When we come around next week, guys, we'll be talking about not only who the Broncos take in the first round, but all the rest of their draft picks, along with all the other news coming out in Colorado sports. Once again, this is the Red Rock Sports podcast. Thanks for joining us. Have 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 a great week.